Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining me again on Shock Your Potential, this little podcast where we talk to fascinating people and all month long, you know that we are trying to not only leave that crazy year behind us, but really move into this year with a sense not only of our plans and our goals, but a sense of flexibility, the uh, agility of our minds to be able to handle no matter what comes at us. And of course, I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and joining me today is Jody Hume, and she has a really interesting story and background and a couple of things that are really fun. And for those of you who are watching um, on video as well, you will see that uh, that she has a little object behind her that we'll be discussing as well. But after a 15-year career as COO of a growing architecture firm, Jody shifted gears and made a name for herself over the last decade or so, providing on-call decision support, which... I think sounds fascinating just in and of itself and facilitated leadership conversations for startup founders and entrepreneurs throughout the US, Europe and Australia. She works primarily one-on-one with small number of clients, but she also convenes roundtable conversations for entrepreneurs. And each week she she hosts her own, I love the name of this. So here's my story. It's a podcast built from real, honest business stories with poignant takeaways and plenty of humor. I'll have to try and get on your podcast. <laughs> you can also find her at the mic. And that means the mic that she's singing into as lead singer of her band, get this, the Wafflers. <laughs> I don't think there could be a better name. And if you ask nicely, she might also tell us a little bit about the time she took first place at a truck pull, which I'm definitely going to have to ask her about. So Jody, first of all, thank you for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. You know, I love reading people's bios because <laughs> there's always just some little nugget in there, not only of the business concepts, which I love to discuss, but also little bits about yourself. So those people that are watching a video see that you have a guitar behind you. So that might help a little bit with the wafflers. But before we dive into a little bit of those uh, conversations, I hit the highlights of your bio. Tell us a little bit more about you, your business, and how you help people to shock their potential. Yeah. So um, the, the thing I do now doesn't have a handy name because I'm kind of making it up as I go, but it's a blend of my coaching background, my, my, you know, 15 years helping to grow a service-based company, uh, my facilitation background, my interest in psychology, my psychology degree. So there's some like business therapy thrown in. And, and mm -hmm. also the fact that I, I grew up in an entrepreneur, in entrepreneurial soup. Uh, my mom was an entrepreneur. Both of her parents were entrepreneurs, which is really fascinating because my grandmother, you know, owned her own insurance agency in the fifties. That's, you know, forties, wow. even forties and fifties. That's not typical. So those oh. conversations of how you grow a business and what's important and what you ignore and how you navigate when you, when there's no map in front of you, 
it just mm-hmm. is how I grew up, basically. So now um, I, I coached for a while. I facilitated for ages. And now what I do is more like decision support. It's on call. It's what I found that people really needed was support in the moments when stuff was complicated, not just... Uh, stuff something to talk through every yeah. third Tuesday at three or, <laughs> or whatever. Something to talk through every third Tuesday at three. <laughs> I love that. I think that's really smart because you're right. There are times when people need an outside source and resource to be that they trust mm-hmm. to talk through the challenges that maybe they can't talk with uh, their business partner or maybe with um, you know a a, um, a spouse or a significant other. Or, you know, that they don't have those other resources. I think of, you know, one of the first things I thought of is when I was a VP of sales and I'm in the midst of all, you know, this, I had about 500 people that I was responsible for. I had three colleagues that were at the same level and I, I didn't always want to have those conversations with them because oh, maybe yeah. my conversation would show my ignorance in something. And, you know, oh, the, yeah. you got to yeah. stay on your toes. Yeah, there's, there's this. You need uh, to be able to talk. There's this quote by Seth Godin that I feel like in cap, I just saw it about a year ago, but it nails every single service I offer in the world now, which is if you have a problem you can't talk about, now you have two problems. And, you know, the last thing we need (laughs) is another problem. (laughs) So, uh, and yeah, the, the, and the reasons that people don't have a place for those conversations or decisions to go are so wide. They're just, they're, they're, there's a hundred reasons that they don't have a place for that conversation to go. And so if I can provide that place for those conversations, that is the thing, because I, I think what gets people stuck most often is just, you know, a combination of indecision or, you know, fear of regrets, or sometimes, you know, if you really start navigating and picking apart something, sometimes they're actually trying to solve the wrong problem you know you ask a couple mm-hmm. questions and there's actually a problem and I can't tell you how often the real problem is they're trying to avoid one hard conversation so they want to like do this whole other huge endeavor and you're like oh, yeah there's a reason that's hard because that's not actually the problem here and then yeah. sometimes energy management is also a huge piece of it people can't see when they are so exhausted that I don't think I could get them to choose between a hamburger and a cheeseburger. They're just so tired and so depleted and their brain. And this isn't, this isn't gushy, um, even self-care stuff. This is neuroscience. What your brain needs to do its work is to not be depleted and run down and burned into the ground. You can't do your best work. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. And I, I know that, uh, you know, my, my audience is, you know, is a really great mix of people. So I have a lot of people who are in sales leadership positions. Mm-hmm. And so they might be trying to climb that, that ladder a little bit. And, you know, so they're facing struggles like that, as well as energy depletion. I have a lot of entrepreneurs that, you know, that follow me and I have a lot of um, executives from various companies. And it's really interesting that, you know, one of the number one things that I hear from people is, I, I don't even know what way to turn yet. You know, I don't know which, you know, I've got so much on my plate and mm. I'm trying to juggle too, so many things. And now I have to worry about, you know, how we work remotely. And now I have to worry about a team that's all remote. And now I have to worry about this. And <clears throat> I hear that word worry yeah. over and over and over, especially now, I think more in the last year than ever before. And those, that worry builds on itself and it, it, it takes it out of you. 
Oh, oh, it does. And, you know, it's interesting. I remember years and years ago reading an article about how, um, and this is vastly oversimplifying it, but how poverty, like living in poverty actually reduces IQ by, I think it's, some, it's something like 15 or 20 points exclusively because of the, um, the just being in low grade stress like that, like the mm -hmm. fact that when you are right on that edge of life, that you are just always like a little like, you know, nervous. And I, I mean, I personally, and I certainly with my clients, I, I think everybody is feeling something kind of similar. You know, we're not, we're not built to have constant low hum of stress for months and months and months and months. We're great at sprints. We're not, our brain is not great at marathons and yeah. it's dragging on us. And it's why it makes all the more sense and all the more great strategy that usually when it feels like it's the last thing you can do to take some kind of pause and walk away and, and let your brain, um, I, I had it happen on a hike a couple of weeks ago. I, I didn't think I had time, but it was the only nice day and a friend had invited me. And you can actually see on my camera roll, like the first half of the hike, I took no pictures and I love taking pictures. Actually, that's not right. I took two pictures. They're the most boring, <laughs> obligatory. Like someone said, you must take two pictures while you're out. And then the second half of the hike, you just watch this wadded up piece of paper of my brain unfold into its like normal shape. And the rest of that week, I got thousands of things done. Because I was refreshed. I gave my brain a break. Yeah. You know, we've been on this little journey. I, I'm, it's absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. We're on this little journey uh, right now, um, finding where we're going to live next. Mm. And so we've learned a couple things. Um, you know, we've learned what's really, what, like the number one important thing for me is we know we're going to be in Florida and I want to be in walking distance from a beach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can do this. Now, this is a point in our life we can actually do this. And the reason being is, number one, water is my element, and it is where I am most calm. And when I can walk on a beach, I my creativity goes out yep. just it, outrageous. Now, being yep. near any water, it does, but near the beach. And so we had spent, um, earlier, we spent about 10 days at a friend's condo up in the Florida Panhandle, and it was right on the beach. And I don't know how many times I would just get up because we were, we're working, you know, I mean, we're kind of enjoying this too, but we're working and I would just get up and go walk for 10 minutes on the beach. Mm -hmm. And I come back in and I'm like, all right, now what? Yeah. And just that sense of knowing that I could, you know, I mean, I can still take a walk out here, but it's not the same as being, you know, really taking that time in places and situations where, you know, cleans your head, it kind of cleans gunk out of the pipes it's it's, and, uh, it's it's really funny you said that because i had one, one of my favorite testimonials ever was years ago someone said that the, the, having me on hand for this on-call service was like uh, when your inkjet printer you have to get the print heads cleaned <laughs> but but to your point that skill set i think it's really useful as anyone in business to simply think of it like a PL statement it's like mm -hmm. your your own own uh, profit and loss statement like you have to be putting in you have to put in energy into the system you cannot exclusively write checks with your energetic capital you have to take time <laughs> to put some deposits in and that's super personal for some people that's rest i a lot of my clients not good at resting they have to have like active rest like walking on the beach or playing guitar or you know whatever it is i 
don't care what it is. It might be goofy. It might be weird. It might make no sense whatsoever to other people. But if it builds back up your tank that you have to work with, value it and make weave it into your strategy of how you be the best leader that you are. It's, it's really necessary. Well, and I know, you know, before we started taping, you were talking about your guitar. I was uh, commenting on how great it looks just in the background. And you were sharing that yeah, since COVID, you didn't even realize that you should have before for many years been taking your guitar with you into the office. Yeah. Yeah. And now I haven't, you have yeah. access to it. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, no, it's, it's cause I stumbled on it. I didn't even realize that, that it was a thing. And, and I have, if I ever do go back to my office again, I'm going to take my old guitar there so that I have it because mm-hmm. I always keep it here. This is just where it sits so that I try to practice a little bit. Usually before COVID, I would practice a tiny bit before I went to bed or whatever. And, um, but now I'm sitting here in my room and I noticed like I'll have 10, 15 minutes And if I just pause and play a couple songs, not only is it great for the guitar, but it is that like shake it off, refresh, um, you know, give your brain that quick burst of white space. It creates a little bit of white space in your brain and it needs it. And I noticed the impact of that. Plus I love double whammies. You know, it's like, it's refreshing my brain. It's making me better at my work. It's like a triple whammy. Practicing guitar, which is in short snippets is a great way to get better at a thing. So Mm -hmm. everybody wins. Well, and to your point, I mean, you just made a great analogy too that I, you know, we can forget about the fact that it's important for the guitar to be played, you know, so guitar is not meant to just sit there and not be played because then it doesn't achieve its peak performance. So same thing with us is, you know, whether it's taking that time to cool down, you know, to find some mental clarity or to also find someone you trust to talk through problems that in and of itself is a different kind of practice itself. You've got, you don't just like wake up and go, okay, I'm going to spill my guts. Okay. Let me tell you everything that's going on at work. Um, I'm afraid for my job. I'm a this, I don't know what that's going on. You know, (laughs) nobody, nobody wakes up with that kind of freedom of mental, um, you know, verbiage. You've got to practice that as well to become better at not only problem solving, but you know, better at communication, all of us. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. We hope that you are enjoying this episode of Shock Your Potential. We're going to take a moment now to hear from our sponsor. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukuabiz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z dot com. So, you know, the theme for the month is new year, Mm. (laughs) flexible focus. So, you know, what are your thoughts on how, you know, my listeners and viewers can maintain some of that flexibility? Because you and I know it is so important to be able to have plans, but no, the plans aren't always going to work out that way. Yeah, I think I think it's a couple different things. Um, I, I joked earlier about there not being a map. And I think I think it's with with the small exception of of maybe, but I don't even think it applies here. Maybe if you own a franchise where you're given this like a blueprint, like a turnkey blueprint. But even then, I'm not entirely sure that this this it applies to that. But if you are leading anything, by definition, you are in the 
front of a thing that has that is there's not people in front of you to follow and most Mm -hmm. companies are trying to create market share where other people haven't they're trying to do things that Mm -hmm. haven't been done and so I, I totally understand, trust me, deep in my bones, I understand the want for there to be a map and for somebody to say, do exactly these things and you'll get what you want. I mean, that would be lovely, but it has never been that way. And now we actually ha- we have no choice but to, to notice and acknowledge that maps have never really existed. Like in the world of business, the landscape is constantly changing. So even if there is a map, it probably doesn't apply anymore. Doesn't apply and anymore. at the end of the day, it's not your map. It's, your it's map. Someone, else's yeah. map. someone else's map. And so I like to and think so of it as like orienting, it skills. orienting skills. That, you know, we are, that, we, are, you know, we are, you're having to learn, having how, to to learn how to watch the sun, watch the, you know, watch the stars, check for chasms, whatnot. Those orienting skills Those orienting are how you can constantly adapt. And there's a second metaphor a that second I metaphor that lean I on for that to remind myself for that, so myself, that I don't get hung up. So that I don't get hung up. And this is true because I validated it with an actual rocket scientist person. <laughs> it's not his official title, rocket scientist person. But I love it. Yeah, this space shuttle. It's on his little badge. Yeah, exactly. Rocket scientist person. The space shuttle's never actually on track to get someplace. The only way they can ever get it anywhere is to constantly course correct it. So they it to the left and then they it to the right. And that is that's the only driving that they have. And the minute they course correct it, it is immediately off track again. And it's just a it's a choice of how do you course correct on your way to a thing. And I think if we can embrace that that is actually what business is like, that is a, it's not our job to chart a course and then don't, 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 don't take all the 27,000 steps in that direction. It's, it's look out into the distance, plot your course, take a step and then course correct. And it takes some of the pressure off feeling like you're supposed to know because that was always a false security. And mm. Which sounds depressing, but if you can lean into it, it's actually kind of freeing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, as you were saying that, actually, I didn't think that was depressing at all. I'm, you know, I love the idea of just give yourself a break, you know, because it, it, there is no one way. I loved your comment too about franchising because it always cracks me up. I actually have had a couple different franchise experts on the podcast Hmm. and, uh, you know, one um, I interviewed um, recently and we, we were talking about um, how many people I know that have bought into franchises and then don't follow the map. Oh. And I'm like, oh. they gave you a map. <laughs> why what? are you trying to create? Your you, own, why did yeah. you spend the money? <laughs> and if you didn't want to follow a map, you could have done it by yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, is what very, is your problem? I am fascinated by that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm super interested in that. Like, why would away. somebody do that? That's a strange Venn diagram to create for yourself. Um, I know. I know. It really is. And I probably talked to three people in particular. And then on the flip side, I know um, some people that started a business. They started out with a franchise. They all started this together. They all made a conglomerate. And then they all left the franchise after they learned everything they needed to know. And all, they'd already started all the businesses. They had all the storefronts and they slapped up their new you know, business wow. name, took all the knowledge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is one way. I mean, you certainly want to build off the learning of other people for sure. There's, there's no, there's no harm in that, but yeah. But, and then I think, I, you know, I think, yeah. 
Oh, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the, the other piece to that, though, that I think is super important that goes back to some of the other things we were saying is you know, I fundamentally believe that it takes a village to do a lot more than raise a child. And oh, yeah. I, I think whoever made up It's Lonely at the Top, I, I don't know where that came from, but it is the dumbest, <laughs> most toxic and unuseful, if that's a word, like just just counter counterproductive concept that was ever laid out into that. I don't know how we got to that shared agreement, but it's stupid. And if it's lonely at the top, you're doing it wrong and it's at the cost, you know, your company's going to pay the price. And so having other people to process things through, it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be a peer group. Like there are millions of options of how you get, how you not have it be lonely at the top, but mm -hmm. shaking off this perception that it's supposed to be and reaching out for the help that you, I had a client say, because uh, I was trying to get him to lean into using his leadership team more instead of feeling like he had to figure it all out and then convince them that it was the right answer. And so we were talking about that and he said, well, it's really hard for me to ask for help. And I couldn't not laugh because I said, like, leadership is literally the act of coordinating help. That's what leadership is. That is the point of leadership is to channel help into a productive path. So Tell them to download my uh, download or order my uh, book. Tell me more. Tell tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees. Oh, I will <laughs> totally one. tell him to look up that book. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because it's all about. Crack, so. <laughs> and it's all about that sense of I've got to do it all instead of empowering people and getting them to because you increase their buy-in and using the right questions you talked about it a little bit before it's kind of my concept that that i talk about is unpacking yeah. so you know as you're as you're asking you know you may even want i might want to get something from you you know i might want you jody to really buy into my you know what i want to have you do but i'm going to ask you questions for you you know jody how do you feel you know yeah. do you have you had any struggles with this the same thing and i'm going to ask you enough questions until i can say well, what do you, you know, what do you think about this concept? And we, we build engagement, but, um, but it's all, it's all these little steps. And I love that example about the space shuttle yeah. is that that's true. You can't, even the most minor adjustments still have to be adjusted. Well, but especially, all... yeah, especially because every single solution comes with a whole new set of problems. And so you, mm. you can't always anticipate what the next set like you can again i'm not against planning and thinking ahead mm -hmm. and 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 you know brainstorming what obstacles there will be but also while knowing that you don't yet know what unintended consequences will come from the next step and one of my favorite things we like to joke about you know because every solution comes with a new set of problems like progress often looks like new problems and so you don't have the old problems you're like oh hey we have new problems that must be progress because we've, we've moved yeah. forward into new problems we didn't have before. And I think the real challenge in this time that we're in right now, and, you know, and I love that you're kicking off the year for everyone with this concept, because what the, the thing that you should be more afraid of this year than making wrong decisions is, is hanging out, squandering the time that we have now yeah. worrying about making the wrong decisions and instead trust that you can adapt on the other side of this 
this decision that you're trying to make. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you can walk through that door and then you're going to have a whole other bunch of choices to make. One of them includes often walking back through that door and doing the other one if you decide it was the wrong path. So so just keeping moving forward in whatever small way you can and adapting is 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 much safer than hanging out one spot trying to make the air quotes right decision or or to try and force something too because you know like we were talking about you know it's really important to plan and to you know have a vision and have a direction for your business for your career for your life but when we try and hold on to the things when things come at us or maybe there's a course correction that went one way too far or we didn't correct enough and we're trying to hold on to that plan because but this was my plan yeah i need to make it work you hold on too long you're not gonna have anything left to hold on to anymore no you're not and and i love you just reminded me of something when you said that like this course correction went this too far the other thing i just so love about that course correction concept is it really starts to chip away at the shame of, oh, we went this way, but now we have to like do this and then we have to do this. And I just, I I have countless stories of of things companies try and do and then realize, or or that a CEO, you know, a CEO had a client who moved from being president to CEO and he was, and as president, he had his fingers in a lot of things. So he was trying to like step back and let other people drive. Mm -hmm. Well, a really common thing that happens when someone tries to step back and not white knuckle lead is they overdo it and they yeah. things go off track because they weren't watching everything right that's normal that's what happens like that's the and then they'll be like oh i did the wrong thing i'm like nope you did the right thing and now you just have to adjust a little bit and then you'll have to adjust yep. again and then again yep. <laughs> and it doesn't mean you made the wrong decision no. of stepping back no it just means you have that you're learning you're, you're adapting and you know with them the reason that I wrote my first book was because I was, that was the first time I was leading a group of that size, Mm. 500 total employees, 32 managers reporting to me. I was losing my freaking mind. Yeah. Um, But the real problem was my need to control. And I was trying to solve every problem because I was a great problem solver. Sure. And people call me and say, Michael, I have this problem. I go, here's how you fix it. The next person would call me, Michael, I have this problem. Here's how you fix it. And the danger in that is I was really good at fixing. I yep. 99% time had the right answer, but the really big damage that I was doing to myself and my team was number one, as you and I know, that's unsustainable. You can't do that forever. You can't, you can't manage. I'm impressed that. you did it for but, 32 people for like any amount of time, not to mention a sustainable oh my God, amount probably of time. About nine mu- probably about oh nine months. Wow. Until I, you know, and I was on vacation with my husband and he's like, if you, you know, we were in Ireland and he's like, if you pick up that phone one more time, oh, like wow. yeah. I'm leaving you in Ireland, yeah, you are yeah. going off the cliffs of more girl. <laughs> and, <laughs> and at that time I might've jumped off them, right. but I came back to my team and I'm like, Hey, I'm really sorry mm. because I did this to you guys. I made you feel like you couldn't trust yourself mm-hmm. and you guys can make decisions. I want you to, I'll help you. I'll be here. But what I want you to know is, is really you can make a lot of mistakes and there's really only, and this was my favorite saying, there's really only three things that if you do one of these or multiples of these, then we're really in deep. You know what? Like nothing should burn down. No one should die. No one should go to jail. Right. So if one of those happened, pretty big deal two yeah. or more of those happen really bad deal yeah, yeah so if you yes. think Please your decision is going to cause happen. one of those <laughs> you think your decision is going to cause any of those then let's talk about it otherwise go make mistakes yeah 
you know, come to me, talk to me about it. Let's, you know, and so that's where I got the tell me more because people started coming and say, I have this problem. And instead of solving it, I'd say, tell me more. Tell me more. Just tell me more. Yep. Yeah, Until because they it's, unpacked it all. It's funny, the, the two thoughts there, you, it's not unlike the guitar. You said it's good for the guitar to be played. Yes. Like you, your people weren't getting to be played. Like, you know, they were kind of coming exactly. to you and you're like, here, let me play that guitar for you. So you, you know, yeah, you, you definitely cheat them out of that. But, um, the, um, and I don't remember what the second thing I was going to say, so that's good. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was, it was super brilliant. You'd be crazy <laughs> impressed if I remembered what it was. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and I love, I love your concept. I also really appreciate your honesty when you said, you know, I, I don't know, I'm making this up as I go along. Yeah. And I think that's such a great statement to say, because you know that your background gives you the expertise to do what you're doing. And so that's the confidence on it. The rest of it doesn't have to be, you know, here's my, you know, here's my standard elevator speech of the, the top three things that I do. You're just like, right. Hey, I'm a, yeah, I help you solve problems. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a, my my uh, the guy who has the office next to me uh, introduces me routinely to people as he's like, this is Jody Hume. She's the absolute most amazing best person in the world at doing whatever it is that she does. <laughs> because he he's, he's been a client of mine, so like he he knows what I do, but he is just acknowledging like it's a little weird. It doesn't exactly have a name, but 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 I do think like the and you know in in my 2021 is going to be exactly that experimenting with this. Um, it's something that I do for this small number of one-on-ones, but I'm actually playing around with this beta test of, because I think everybody needs this. The, the there's such a weight that comes, whether you're talking about hiring a coach or a consultant or getting a therapist or like all these things, people are like, Oh, I'm going to find a therapist or I'm going to, I'm going to hire a coach. And it's this like, <laughs> it's this big deal and it's, you have to find the right one and it's going to be expensive and you have to commit. And like, it's just, it's all this weight. And, and sometimes those things are needed. Like sometimes you do need a consultant or sometimes you do need a coach to help you get from point A to point B. I just mm -hmm. find that a far greater amount of time, someone just needs to verbally process through a thing with somebody else. And often I'm not even bringing the answers like uh, quite a huge number of time. They're just, we're talking it through. I'm being curious. We're connecting dots. At some point they land on some actionable clarity. They're like, Oh, okay. I got it. Off they go. They don't need to talk to me again next week and the week after right. and the week after. So I've been playing with this model in my own business with my, my little pod of clients. And next year I am, uh, I am, committing to trying this out at a much bigger scale because I think people need this asynchronous on call. I just need to bounce a thing off a person who's not, who doesn't have a horse in the race of my life or, you know, doesn't have a blind yeah. spot or, or, or can pick up on these things really quickly. And so that's what I'll be playing I, with I, next year. And I, and I love that. I love that concept too, because, you know, I had, I've had several people are like, you know, do you do coaching? And I'm like, I really don't. Right. But I, I do, you know, I do, but I don't. <laughs> and so um, I've had a couple people lately said, you know, but I really like to, you know, you know, it's always like, I'll pick your brain, which many times means, can I have an hour of your time and not pay you for it? And so I just finally just said, look, it costs X amount of dollars. You don't have to commit to any number. I don't yeah. have to commit to any number. But I guess in some sense, I'm doing the similar thing, um, yeah. mostly in a career, you know, in a career uh, format with people. But it's great because I have a couple people like that. Mm -hmm. and we meet or we don't yep if we meet i charge them if we don't 
we, we don't. Yeah. And when it is done being needed, then we can go our separate ways. And it's really kind of interesting because I'd never really approached it that way before. Um, and it's, it's fun because then I can inter, you know, I can interact and intervene with people when I choose to. Yeah. Um, and they can choose the same thing, but it's, it's, it's different. I, I do like, it. I really like your concept. I think there's a, a great value to that for a lot of people. Yeah. And I just, I, and, I, I love that. I, I just keep thinking about that Seth Godin quote so often because so, you know, so many people really struggle. I think we've all been in a place where we have something that we don't have someone to talk it through with and it just stays stuck inside and it's it's almost like you know it's not a lovely metaphor but like flossing your teeth you know the thing just sort of sits there and it doesn't yeah. go anywhere it 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 causes problems if those things don't have some place to get worked through and sometimes sometimes it's to solve a problem sometimes it's just to vent like yeah. that is oh, yeah. that has value venting has value your embarrassing emotions as a leader are important and if you step over them they will I, I those are some of the calls like you're gonna have to talk me off a ledge because my you know my people just reacted this way and I kind of want to kill them right now and I gotta like yeah, get I, I gotta get good with this all. yeah no I yeah absolutely I mean I can tell you some very funny stories where and it's it's you know, my one client has really young employees they just they've never worked anywhere else they don't know he went to this huge big effort to do this thing for them and none of them were even remotely grateful and, he, and then he had the conflict of I mean I didn't do it so that they would thank me because then he felt bad about being salty <laughs> that they were what, like whatever but it didn't change the fact that you know he it was having yeah yeah it had hurt his feelings yeah it's okay yeah. to have your feelings hurt as an yeah. owner and you got to process through it somewhere it's gotta yeah. it's gotta get out <laughs> absolutely get out. I love it I love it. Um, Jody. I think you, this is just great. I, I really, I took so many notes. I value this advice incredibly. And I know that we'll have all your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody's like, I need to talk to this woman right now, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, I, I put it all together in one little spot. It's called leadingclarity.com. And you can find my podcast there. You can find out about my work there. There's a link to my website. There is also, I'm. this is only for people who listen to these interviews. There's a link there to schedule a 20 minute call with me. If you don't have, I, I want, it's this beta test I'm doing of, of seeing how helpful I can be in 20 minutes to someone that I don't have a long, long expression. I wanna be super clear not only is it not a sales call, like if you want to discuss working with me, that has to be a separate call. I will not discuss that on this call. This is not one of those bait and switch things. I hate those (laughs) with a passion. So it's not that. It is 20 minutes to use however you see fit. Um, And it's really helping me to have people do that. So don't be shy about clicking and booking and driving. I love it. Thanks. I love it. That's great. I I totally agree too. I love it. In fact, I have a really good... uh, business colleague friend now too and she does amazing work in linkedin Hmm. and she's like so she's doing all these webinars and she's like here's my promise and she says at the beginning of everyone my promise is that i will give you 80 percent of this time will be all content that you can use doesn't cost you a dollar i just ask that if it's even remotely interesting you'll stay for the last 20 percent where i actually talk about what it costs to work with me yeah and she's so and the the upfront nature of it is so fantastic and she gives so much value but it really to me is such a tribute to being honest in what we're and what we're trying to accomplish so yeah good to you good on you there you go that's a, (laughs) a nod to your australia 
uh, clients. <laughs> so before we go, Jody, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yeah, I, I, I think I just, I mean, we've touched on this a tiny bit, but I, I just, I keep seeing this being this ongoing rut of a theme as we've moved through this pandemic, which is just be really conscious about the distinct, the nuanced distinction between good hustle and bad hustle. And, you know, there, there is no way in which I would ever say with a straight face that it's not important to have some deep hustle as a leader. It's, it's a lot of work. It's, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a joy ride and you really have to dig deep and, and be like master of your own domain. And it is really easy to tip over the scales and overdo it. And as a friend of mine used to say, like, if you had a golden goose that laid golden eggs, would you march it up and down the square in the rain until its feet were bleeding until it just couldn't see straight because it was exhausted? No, you would like, you would take really good care of that golden goose. And point being, if you want to be an exceptional leader of a thing or, or even grow your own career, like you are that golden goose, like your brain is the thing that is going to get you where you need it to go. And so to just really let go of this red badge of courage of, oh, I'm so busy, I'm burning it, the candle at both ends and six ways from sideways. Mm-hmm. It's it's not cute, It's there's no honor in it, no. and you are doing no one a service. And so, as I like to say, make sure you ebb as hard and as good as you flow. <laughs> I love it. And now I know what we're gonna call this episode, you are your own golden goose. <laughs> Excellent, Jody. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Great information. I'm sure glad we've had you on. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.